0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Yo, yo. Wanna kick bars in a read, wanna go hard, last dance. Hello everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Cop and Faracas Powered by Social Media Group. I'm your host Chris, and today I am joined by the boys, the fellas the lads uh, of Kop and Fracas I've got Anik, Ellis and Peter here to talk about all things we can review for LFC gentlemen how are you doing on this just what my cousin in America uh, likes to refer to as musty ass weather it's musty ass weather outside it's that it's, it's that nice heat but there's no wind there's no breeze it's just musty ass weather and i'm just sitting here like a like like a, like a dirty dog just, just sweating. Just sweating all over the place. I'm trying to get my work done. I'm just sweating all over the place. It's not the visual that people want to see. It's not what people want to see on the YouTube, but here you are regardless. Gentlemen, how are you doing?
2: Yeah, I'm doing well, Chris. Uh, it's been a while. But um, yeah, man, you're right. It's bloody hot, sticky, no wind. We had like five minutes of rain, but then, yeah, that stopped and it just went back to the sun again. Well, not the sun, the heat. So it's, uh, yeah, it's proving a bit challenging at the moment.
1: It's the uh, the Great British Radiation, as I like to call it. Um, yeah. It's not heat. It's just, yeah, it's radiation. it's disgusting.
3: Um, yeah. All is well, Chris, man. Same on, same way. Just, yeah, just too heat. Too heat? Too hot, sorry. Too heat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you yeah, yeah, see? I can't even talk properly. was sweating and that. Yeah, man. How are you, sir? The
1: heat, the heat is not stopping Ellis from going to the gym and lifting four plates. That's, that's got to be said. <laughs> um, he's consistent. <laughs> Job, and you have to admire it. Um, you know, he's probably figuring out, you know, putting it into his calendar. How many carbs can I burn whilst doing this? Whilst adding the heat on it, so you know, get him it's in for that. the. Okay, <laughs> got get him in for the fitness regime. Take Reese Williams with you, mate, because the bulking up needs to happen. <laughs>
2: Ellis, a, 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 any spots at the gym? Do you reckon I could last five minutes in your gym? I don't know. Well, see, if you come with me, maybe they'll blame yeah.
3: you. But ordinarily, I'm not sure.
2: <laughs> I, need, I, I reckon I need to bulk up a bit for for next year. Yeah? So hopefully you can train us and you know <laughs> try try and get me into shape, bro.
3: <laughs> no problem. No problems.
1: That is uh, at KCO underscore i for all your fitness needs. Um, <laughs> Pete, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm good. We turned into fitness fracas all of a sudden <laughs> there. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah
0: but muscle yeah, man no. fracas. <laughs> honestly, honestly, but yeah, no, nah, it's been good, man. I feel like. Do you know what, weather thing. Like, I feel like I don't want to complain because when we, when we don't have it, we complain. Now we have got everyone's like, oh, it's too hot, it's too this." So, I kind of, I, I like, I'm not like the biggest fan of like extremely hot weather, but at the same time, like we barely get it. So, let me just, let me just enjoy it. You know, put some, put some whiskey on, enjoy it. You know what I'm saying?
1: It's true, man. Like I spent a bit of time in the garden yesterday, I was drinking a little bit of tequila. Yeah, just enjoying the evening, man. Uh, but you know very seldom does that happen because it is pissing down outside most of the time so you know you got to take it take it when it when to when it comes
2: yeah bro i i think we just need football back man we're complaining about getting fit. we're complaining about the weather we just need the <laughs> premier league back man that's what it is we're starving out here
1: yeah these brothers starving we really are honestly um it's, it's been nice though i mean i think we've, i've talked about it before one of the things about not really being switched on for the Euros, is I've been able to like disconnect from football, not have that emotional attachment to watching games, and it's just been really nice. And even today, with the, some of the preseason games we're going to talk about, I'm not having that much of an emotional attachment, but it was just so nice to see the boys back out there, back running around, getting their fitness up, and looking looking fairly impressive in certain aspects. And we're going to talk about that now. So I think this is just absolutely insane. By the way, I, I I love it as a concept, but I just think it's insane that the Reds managed to play two games back-to-back back, two different 11s in 30-minute increments uh the uh and dombele cup special as it is uh because in two 30-minute games he would have been the mvp because we know he likes these little uh 30-minute blasts Pause. um the reds played against wacker Innsbruck, hoping i pronounced that right and uh stuttgart uh in two 30-minute increments um some, some really good stuff. The first team, the first eleven that was put out was a little bit of a kind of mixed bag of some of the some, some of the rotational guys uh, and some of the younger kids as well. Els, I'll come to you first. The first person who automatically caught my eye from this game uh, was the sixteen-year-old. um uh, he, he, he could potentially be a star boy, Mister K. Gordon, uh, yeah. who we signed from Derby last this well this January. Um Talk to me about how impressed you were uh, from his brief display.
3: Very, very impressed. Um, <clears throat> with young kids, they tend when they do play in the men's game, they tend to be very reserved and um, they play within themselves. But not this, not this fella. He was on it from the get-go. He gave the the left back a torrid time in thirty minutes. I don't know how many times he's beaten. His first touch is immaculate. He's very positive. He always knows what he wants to do, which is, again, very promising watching because, like I said, if a young kid comes in, he's a bit nervous. He's not sure what he wants to do. He's going to always go pass back, but not Gordon. Gordon's always looking to go forward. Um, He's looking to try and get the shot off at every possibility. He had one shot on target today. So he, if you say it quietly, he does look like a star boy and um, it could be, money well spent from Liverpool. Uh, They spent 1 million on him and you can see why last season he played um, under 18s. He scored not too sure how many games, how many goals he scored for the under 18s, but he was banging him in in the league week in week out. Um, I know he made his debut for the under 23s and he scored on his debut again. Uh, Had he scored today, I wouldn't have been surprised because looking at the way he takes his his goals out the under 18 on 23, he looks like someone that really knows where the back of the net is. So it's something yeah. that we have to look, we have to um, look at look at the season. We want to watch him closely in under twenty threes. He's even mental that he's sixteen playing in the under twenty threes. the mental. fact
1: that he's like me, and you, me and you were watching it. Um, we should do, we start doing this, by the way. We should start just doing this like co-commentary thing. We can be the, the, the new age, less racist and more brown. Um, <laughs> keep it <in play>. uh um, <laughs> um, it was just insane. Like his first touch on the ball for 16. Crazy. 16, it's, it's insane, man. i uh, just looking at his stats now. So um, under 18s last season. Bear in mind he joined up with the under 18s in January. Six goals and three assists, um, and you know playing with such conf- you know confidence, one on one ability for his, for a 16 year old. He's absolutely just just crazy, man. And you can think about it, it's one of those ones where you pay you know between one one to three million for a kid. The sky's the limit with him and it's, it's, it can be really good stuff to watch you kind of develop. Yeah, um, definitely. One of the other guys I was quietly impressed with, I'm, I'm going to let Peter do the explanation for um, t- kids from our academy where they need that one specific skill uh, Was Owen Beck was the left back. So Pete, w- go, go through your kind of like explanation of like the kids from our academy when they need that one skill, when they lack the PNP so much.
0: No. So basically it's just a thing where kind of, <laughs> In a, in a younger player, um, obviously, it's hard for them when they come up to a men's, type, a men's level game, right? So, because everyone's going to be much bigger than him, everyone's going to be a lot stronger than them, and they're not going to have, like, the physical capabilities to... Well, sometimes they do, but not, most of the time they don't, to kind of hang in the game. So, they normally need, like, I would say, especially at a top level, at club at like Liverpool, to play in um, the first team, you probably need, like, a USP, so a unique selling point and that's where like you can kind of give to the team like even though you may lack in other like other places you can give that to the team so i think example i would give is like trent and trent's ability to cross the ball to strike a ball his technical ability you know what i'm saying so even when before he kind of bulked up before he kind of got um grew into his body he was still able to deliver from right back his crosses his assist and eventually to into his body and like we've seen the talent he has become you know what i'm saying so um i think Especially at these top clubs, um, you just need kind of a, a unique selling point or a USP to kind of get in to um, to the to, to the first team. Really, most of the time, it's not all the time, but most of the time, or you can be, which is, is quite rare. Maybe like a, a more well-rounded player who kind of gives yeah. everything, who kind of maybe just fits in like that. But obviously, that's not that's not necessarily always the case. But yeah, that's that's, that's what I tend to think with young players. I try to look look for that from that point. But
1: they have so, so when you think about those like well rounded players and you think about the examples, i say the perfect example of that would probably be Bellingham at the moment for sure, right? Yeah, for sure. And it's very seldom that they do come around, so it's, it's a really interesting one. So I think it's it's quite interesting again because I was looking at like um Jay Kane and Le- Leighton Clarkson who are operating in the middle of the park, and I thought. Leighton Clarkson was fairly decent with kind of just his shielding and his, his long passing from deep, which was quite nice. And then you had Jake Kane, who was playing a little bit more front, front, a little bit more aggressively, spraying balls around, a little bit of a pop of a shot on him too. Um, and you can definitely see how, definitely not the first team, but I think more in the rotational aspect for for League Cup games, these guys could get a decent run in and, um, you know, really, really prove themselves uh, to potentially be in the Liverpool squad going, going forward. Yes. Um,
0: Someone I'd just like to compare, i will probably say that Clarkson with, in terms of maybe his game, is kind of like like a Billy Gilmore. Because in terms of him being really small and him yep. being, like, um, obviously probably not as strong as the other opponents, but he's quick in the mind and he's really good technically. He's able to pass, you're able to get on the ball. So that's something, like, obviously, Bill Gilmore's got that kind of unique selling point where he's extremely good technically and he's quick in the mind and he's able to find people with these quick passes. And maybe that's something Clarkson can kind of replicate, kind of.
1: No, 100%. Every one of those ones where if he went on loan to, you think, like a top end championship team, he'd do fairly well. Yeah, for sure. No, I love that. Love that. Um, yeah, the first game really didn't have that much many, uh, many eventful moments, would you say, else? Just apart from, you know, obviously you know, the result itself ended 1 0. Uh, Divock Rigi scored a penalty. Um, and that was 1 1. Oh, it was 1 1, wasn't it? Jesus. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, Karius was in goal, pretty uneventful. Um, their header was scored with a guy with the, the most bizarre name I've ever heard in my entire life, a Brazilian guy that was called, oh, God, what was his name again? Ronald.
3: Rovald. Rovald. Something like that.
2: <laughs> Literally, he, he's like... It's Ronnie Valdo.
3: Oh, it's a man like that, yeah.
1: <laughs> that's like one of, those, that's one of those guys, you know, you know when Pro-Uno a license Valdo. for certain players? Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> It'd be, like, I do he'd be, that. He'd be one deal.
1: of those guys. It'd <laughs> be one of those guys. Like I remember the old, uh, I remember the old Patrick Bolger, then man in Pro Evo Two. If you want to, it'd be one of those lads. Uh, and I'm going to go to you. We saw a little bit of Joel Matip in this game as well. He looks to be at full fitness. He is looking like the centre-back who's going to be available to partner Ibrahima Kanate at the beginning of the season. I was interested The Klopp said after these games that he wouldn't envisage uh, either Gomez or Van Dijk playing in the next friendly, which is on Friday against Mites. Um, what are your expectations, especially for the beginning of the season from Joel Matip uh, for the upcoming campaign?
2: OK, so I think... Um... First of all, I was quite critical of Matip, especially the amount of injuries he had last year. And to be honest with you, that's going to be playing on my mind if I know that he's going to be one of our mainstay centre-backs, especially at the start of the season. So I feel as though it's it's nice to know that he's match fit, well, quote-unquote match fit, and he's able to play games. Although I still always have that seed of doubt in my head that he may not be able to, you know, blast... Five, six, seven games on a trot because we saw it last year. Like, you know, I think straight after Gomez and Van Dyke got injured, like he would get injured and then come back and then get injured again and then come back. It was like we well, slowly, by slowly, wearing him down, and eventually we broke him and he was out for the rest of the season. And it was and also slowly I eroding.
1: Found... It was also slowly eroding your mental health as well.
2: Yes. Exactly. <laughs>
1: Just you were fuming. All of us. Out of all the people... It, it, I it mean, we're, all we're all pissed, but out of all the people in the end Group who were fuming, Anik was definitely one of them.
2: I was I'm really angry with him. I mean, look, look. we all want Van Dyke back. We all know that he, you know, a, a lot of our season hinges on, on Van Dyke's fitness, to be honest with you. So I feel as though in order to get him back and, you know, slowly integrate him in, we need one of our senior centre-backs there. So, you know, there's going to be a huge pressure placed on Matip to deliver I feel as though he can do it because he's shown us that when he's at at his game you know he is easily one of our top top two centre-backs you know you you can there's a strong case that he's better than Gomez Um, so I feel as though he can do it but the only thing that's going to be playing on my mind Chris is you know that that consistency will it be able to last five, six, seven games at the start of the year? Um, so yeah, that's it really, man. I'm just, I'm 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 going to sit on the fence. I don't want to say anything. It really.
1: No, 100%, man. I think it's it's fully justified as well, being able to sit on the fence, especially with Matic, because I think he, he play, what was it, 10 games last season? Um, I, actually, I remember me and you doing this exercise else. I think he played about 10 games. We were looking at his stats, and his per, for, for per 90, across the board, he was like the best centre-back in the league, um, and he was kind of playing like it as well as soon as um, Gomez and Van Dijk went out too, too. Um, And obviously from what we saw from previous seasons, injury, injury woes aside, he's a fantastic centre-back, like you said. And he's going to be really key um, because this season for him, especially, I think, uh, more than Gomez, because, you know, Gomez has age on on his side. uh, It's very much last chance saloon. Uh, for for Joel Matip if he wants to remain a Liverpool player for the vast remainder of his career. Um, That was pretty much it from the first first game, in all honesty. Uh, Like you said, a bit of an an uneventful one. Uh, Some noticeable players that did play. Uh, We saw a little bit of Takumi Minamino in in that game. We saw a little bit, uh, again, (laughs) uh, of Loris Karius. Uh, Some bad, some good. Uh, Again, you take the good with the bad, the good with the bad and what do you get? The facts of life. Um, and we also saw—we actually saw Ben Davis play football.
3: Um, Did we know it was real? Didn't even he know he was real. <laughs> Did it even exist? And to be fair, and to be fair to him, like I said <laughs> on top, um, before we went live, he looked decent. To be fair, he looked—he looked all right. He looked a bit competent. Um Probably in a defense with Robertson, Trent, and Matip, I wouldn't be too nervous. With him, just because he seems experienced, Okay, he hasn't played at a top level. But I think last season when we saw Reese Williams and and um, Nat Phillips, there were two inexperienced defenders, and it's like one was waiting for the other to take control of the defense. But I think <laughs> with Ben Davis, it seems like at 26 and having played a lot of games, he may he may look to like stamp his authority. Just not to say that he's more experienced than uh, Matic because Matic's been there, done it. He's. I think Matic's like a silent leader. He doesn't really talk yeah. a lot, but he, he gets the job done and you know what to expect with Matic and, you know, and he tells you what he expects. But yeah, so if Davis was to be the fifth choice defender at Santa bat I probably wouldn't be too mad at that, to be quite honest with you. Um, it, looks like he can, it looks like he's can. got a bit of solid technique about him. Obviously, he's only 30 minutes, so... I'll, we can't really judge too much, but again, he seems to be better than Reese Williams. He seems to be a little bit better than Phillips. Probably be watching a few more times, he probably will be better than Phillips. And so, yeah, so yeah, also, it was also good to see Trent. It was also good to see Trent back, having yeah, one thousand percent. Trent League.
1: Trent playing the full Trent playing the full 30 um after this injury as well. He's um. Is it's Tesla to him kind of like overcoming his own adversity, really?
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly that, exactly that, bro. I'm um, sure he would have been guided not to go to the European Championships, but this is this is a season where he can step up and, and show the show the world that he is the real deal. So yeah, that was the first first game, really. Like you said, not really a venerable man.
1: Not really eventful, but there was a lot of kind of little optimistic things to have uh, about a lot of the under-23s and the under-18 players that were that were in the game. Um, and, yeah, nice to know that Ben Davis isn't an accounting error or a, um offshore scheme of some form, as the accountants in the Copen group were theorising he was at one point. Um, the second game was very, very interesting. Uh, we saw the debut of Ibrahima Kanate. Uh, Els, I'll come back to you on this. It's real centre-back hours here. Um Obviously, it's difficult to make a judgment off a player um, <laughs> off thirty minutes of pre-season action. Um, but what were your kind of initial impressions uh, of, of him throughout this um, throughout this
3: thirty? He looked a bit nervous to me, which is okay. I don't mind that. It's your first game. Obviously, you don't want to make any mistakes. But um, what we did see, I think there was a there was a chance where still got what we're in. It was offside, but we can see his blistering pace. He's very quick. Yes, he's very quick. (laughs) Um, and it's do you know what really rattles me? Yeah, when I see people who are like six four, six five, and it's absolutely speed demons, fam, it (laughs) rattles me so much. It absolutely (laughs) kills me because you're too big to be that quick. It's scary. Els is Els saying that, like it should have been me, not him. It's <laughs> not fair. <I> mean, <laughs> 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 sure, but yeah, so so now we know. But we'll probably play football in people's halves. Now we on the halfway line. We'll probably be in people's halves, just chilling there, knowing that we have Gomez and Konate and Van Dijk. Um, Even in the first game, Matip showed a bit of pace. I was, I was like, "Whoa, where did that come from?" Yeah. So so it's good to have someone like Konate. Obviously, we already know about his strength, like his physical strength, like having bullied Timiskas Gas in, uh, in pre-season. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna reserve judgment on him. I already know he's a good player, but I'm not gonna like pick on him if he makes a few mistakes in the first few games. English league is Um when he's got Chris Wood on him. Honestly, I want to see, see if he can pass the Chris Wood <laughs> test. <laughs> <laughs> but he probably will pass the Chris Wood test, but. Like I said, English game is very unforgiving. We're very quick. Here. Um, it's very physical. He has all the attributes to combat that, but one mistake and somebody's thrown goal. This is not like Germany. So yeah, it is a positive sign and He'll probably start the first game in the league with uh, Matip. But it, it's, it's looking good, man. Yeah, I just want to add. Sorry, Chris.
0: Um, no, no just. Okay. Yeah, I think obviously, like Ellis said, he's got the definitely the physical attributes to be a top top defender. Um, obviously, his pace, his strength is ridiculous. Like, the only thing I would say is that for well, obviously for him, it will just be a case of kind of um, improving his positioning. Because when I have watched him a couple of times, I think I think where RB kind of play a three at the back. Like most of the time, they play a three at the back. Sometimes they might change to a two, but they always play like a three at the back. It's kind of like if one of the centre backs is out of position, it doesn't matter too much because you kind of have. The back line is there to kind of bail you out. So I feel like especially him and Upper Mankano, their positioning um it was it wasn't all the time, like wasn't great all the time, you know what I'm saying? Because they're young defenders naturally, and a free at the back, it helps with that. So if you do step out, which they both tend to do, like if you step out, upper of steps out a bit more. If you do step out, like there'll be a sweeper behind you type thing. And obviously, when I was watching like, um him for France under 20, um, the France under 23 tournament this year. That's the only thing I noticed about his just positioning was a little bit off. But again, that's something that Klopp will definitely work on with. And yeah, I definitely think that Klopp will um will help him with that. So yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to him. So one
1: thousand percent. It's not it's one of those situations where you don't want him kind of relying on his recovery place a lot, uh, especially with us playing that high line. So yeah, with one thousand percent. And I think obviously we'll remember for young defenders, is positioning is one of those things that just just, just comes along kind of. With with good coaching and just just naturally playing the game really, which is which is good to know. Um, but yeah, I think one thing that really stood out for me, you look like his communication was already on point with some of the lads, which was good to see. I guess that's a result of you know buying players early and getting them in for preseason, which is something we'll talk about a little bit more <laughs> a bit more later on um, in the pod. But but yeah, no, all thumbs up for Ibrahim can so far at this stage. Um, one of the players that really stood out, uh, and it's good to see him kind of making a stand. And that, after went on loan last season, uh, was the young man, uh, the heir apparent, Harvey Elliott. Um, for me, he was fantastic. He did not look out of place whatsoever. Um, else, that little connection he had with Salah um, on that right hand side—you know—it's one of those things where you, where, where you look at and you think that's that's two very good players being on the same wavelength, being able to connect with each other.
3: Yeah. And it's very, again, very lovely to see a young, a young man like that having the understanding to play with a superstar like Salah, and also a, someone like Salah being able to play with him well. Um, it's a bit, he's a bit frightening, man, for how young he is and the way he plays It's a bit scary, bro. Um, he's passing was crazy. He done one reverse pass to that like, Salah. which This, yeah, yeah, I thought also, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah that's a bit <laughs> that's a bit nuts i'm telling you man he looks like a jewel. he looks he looks like a jewel. um to make it how old is he 15 he made his debut at 15 for
2: fulham i think
3: it shows you that so yeah, yeah 15 so. 16
2: 15 or 16 he was he was, yeah. he was 15 or 16
3: yeah so it shows you that he was he was ready um that loan at blackburn did not world of good. They exposed him to the week in week out uh, the week week recap patterns of men's football. Because not every week was he good. And it showed him that, look, I need to do this. I need to do that. I think he probably will possibly stay in a, in and around the squad as a replacement for Shaq. Um, he looks more exciting than Shaq. Sorry, Anik. Um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> he, he, he looked good, man. Now he looked good. Uh, he was getting into the right positions. He looked dangerous. He's got a good passing. He's got a good understanding. Maybe he's not the quickest, but his brains very quick. Um, again, with what Peter was saying about USP, his USP is probably his passing and his technique is really out of this world. It's very, very um, brave. Like if the comp- the comparison is him and um, Gordon, how they're very brave footballers and how they look in to get on the front foot and just take it to the opposition. Yeah, he's got he's got a he's got a bright future, man. He just needs to focus. Listen to Salah, listen to Mane, listen to the coaches, and I'm telling you, man, you could be one of the best players in the country.
1: It's really interesting. Uh, one of the things from from, from, from Elliot was he was getting to the half spaces really well and taking on his man with with kind of relative ease, which was which was just 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 really nice to see. Anik, I'll come to you and I'll kind of ask Peter the same question afterwards as well. Um, you know, we, we talk about expectations of football this season, and that it's not. Out of the realms of realism to put a little bit of expectation on Javier heading into this scene as well. Again, realistically, what are you expecting for Javier? Because it, it looks like at this present moment of time, he won't be going back out on loan, which necessarily isn't a bad thing. Um, what's the realistic expectations for him this season?
2: Yeah, so I seen him a bit last year, and I don't think I actually mentioned it a lot in the chat, but. I was really impressed by him and what he was doing at Blackburn. Like, it wasn't like one game where he would quote unquote haul and get loads of goals and assists. Like he was ticking over nicely against different types of opposition on different types of games. He was, he was like, you know, delivering and, and coming up trumps for his team. I feel as though this year, I do want him to, as exactly what Ellis said, be in and around the first team. I don't want him to be, the number one or even number two backup attacking option i want it to be like jota hopefully rafinha and then maybe harvey Elliott. one person that we can call on maybe for the Carlin cup the fa cup games that we know is definitely going to start but as ellis said he has that technique he has that sort of what's the word he has that 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 sort of in-game understanding to know that yeah, if I'm playing, I know that I can do something. So I feel as though yeah, he, he will definitely be in and around the first team definitely be starting those Carlin Cup, FA Cup games. And if required come on and, you know, may, make a contribution. He's obviously not going to be starting, you know, the big games. Um, you know, you're talking about the top six games or even you know, crunch matches after a Champions League. But I feel as though yeah, he can definitely make an impact and hopefully we can see something from from him in those domestic cop games.
1: No, I'd love it. Um, I think it's one of those ones where you want him to be in and around the first team at the very least. Um, possibly get some trust minutes towards the end of games, uh, if we're in kind of favorable scenarios. Maybe get the odd odd run out now and again, um, in in the start in certain situations. But Pete, kind of the same question, back to you really. What's what's the real expectation for Harvey at the season for you?
0: Do you know what? I think I think I'm a bit different. to Alex. I wanted to have a bit more minutes because... The way I see it, um, like, I, would, I would, ideally I would like him to be the backup number 10 that we have. So if we do go to a 43-1, obviously maybe if you got in like another attacker or if you played Jota, Mane, Salah, Firmino, Firmino also would play as the 10. But like, so in other games, when we go to, like, we're looking for like a bit more. So basically when Shaq comes on, when the time when Shaq comes on, we're all like, oh, this game's done. But instead of Shaq coming on, it would be Javier Elliott who comes on and hopefully adds a bit of um like incisiveness and front of people we slick past and stuff like that. So hopefully I would like him. so ideally I would like him to be um the backup ten and maybe like a kind of alternative option to Salah. But hopefully we do get another winger. But so he should really get games in the middle of the park. So in terms of like especially with him, I don't want him to be isolated on a wing alone because obviously he still yep. needs to go, body. still needs to kind of um Get yeah, a bit bigger to kind of um, deal with the men's game, so I feel like he would be more helpful for us to be in in, um, in the middle, so he can find people he's passing, and he can find people he's in- intelligence. Obviously, he can do a couple of games out wide as well. I wouldn't mind that, but um, yeah, mainly um, as a ten for us, hopefully this season. But also, one thing I wanted to say, yeah, we got to start acknowledging something on this pod. Yeah, this is something called the Seller test. Because all the best players that come to the club, it's always one person that they link with. No, it's all, yeah. honestly always one person that they link with. And it's always Salah. When, yeah. when Kate comes in, Peter, uh, he has an understanding with Salah. Trent, understanding with Salah. Thiago, understanding with Salah. Elliot, understanding with Salah. Uh, these are all the best technical players at a club. And it's not a surprise that they all can link up with Salah. Listen, yeah. the boy, you know what I'm saying? He's, uh, like, he goes,
2: Bro, he's, he's incredible. Not,
0: incredible. He's incredible.
2: Like, even um best Premier League player of the
1: past five seasons on
3: guard on guard on guarding them. Even when um when Salah first came, he was linking up with Phil straight away. Straight away, bro. I remember we played a friendly against uh Wigan, and that was Salah's first goal in obviously pre-season, but it was just a straight ball over the top from Phil, and you could just see the connection straight away, man. Mm-hmm. Like I'm we're not we're not gonna hear any more disrespect of Salah because he's He's, come on, different cat of the fish, man. Yeah, Especially we're not having
1: fat. it this. We're not having it this year. Like, yeah, no, we're
2: not having it this
1: year. year. No,
2: this year. We're we're not not I got the stats. I got everything. I'm not <laughs> hearing it. I'm not hearing it. I too. <laughs> like, to like what I'm trying to say, even like, kind of like, like, like,
0: like a lip, Sorry, Ellis. It's kind of like a litmus test where it's like all of those recognize ballers, right? You know what I'm saying? That's a baller knows control. when they're playing with another baller. So kind of like a Coutinho yeah. will know yeah. that, okay, Salah, if I visit him the first time, you can control it, You can let, give it back to me. That's so when ballers true. come to our clubs, like, if if you can have the understanding with Salah, you know what I'm saying? Then I know you're a real baller. <laughs> that's yeah. what it's going to be that's now.
3: Right, <laughs> man. That's, even today, he just looks so sharp, man. To be fair, the front three was um, Salah, Ox, playing as a false nine and, um, and Mane. And all three of them look so sharp. So sharp, Ox really looks sharp. Um,
1: that was a real positive for me, man. Even I think he needs to get some of the aspects of the position down, which yeah. I mean, for a, you know, a false nine is fucking difficult at the best of times, yeah. but um, yeah, the, the positive for me, uh, with Ox is that he just looked physically fit and yeah. he didn't show any signs of like re- any, any regression or, or or dropping down. He just looked, he looked fine, which was he a looked bonus. fine,
3: yeah. I think, I'm um, in a group in a, during the week, um. I think someone put a video of him talking about playing as a false nine and and he came on against Wolves last season and he played in a false nine position and, and he looked pretty good. Came on against Burnley and he scored a, a fantastic finish. Um, I know he's, he's, it might be like a, a sly like little joke thing, but I believe that that's probably the position where he's going to play this season. And I'm not really mad at it because technically he's very strong. Left foot, right foot, he can he can shoot off both. Um He's very quick, very strong. Did I say strong twice? No, I said technically he's very strong. Sorry, physically he's very strong as well. So yeah, um, so it is someone. It is something that we should look at. And, and to be fair, I kind of like it, man. Like today, he looked. He looks pretty, pretty sharp, man. Yeah, it was, was kind of gassy still.
1: You could even see him when he was like, if, if he wants to drop into as a ten as well and play some of the half spaces. Um, yeah some of the things he could do there. So it was very impressive, very impressive indeed. Um, obviously, the game did finish 1-1. Stuttgart's goal was was
3: really good. <laughs> yeah, good finish. I very... like the way they, were just, they drew out our defenders very well. Um, one of the yeah. defenders will step over, back heel. Um, obviously, if you're nitpicking, you want Milner to wake up and follow the goal scorer, but it's pre-season, man. I'm not going to nitpick at that. But it was a, it was a good goal. Um, I think their season starts next week. Uh, what was that? Is it next week or next I think week?
1: I think is it? Um, I think it's in the next two weeks. I think the Bundesliga 2 starts this week and then their season starts even next week or the week after. So, yeah, they're or is it? Or is it? Oh, Pete, do you know?
0: No, 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 I was just saying that that's so fast, but no, I'm not too sure. <laughs> yeah, <it's very laughs> awesome. yeah, trust me, yeah, that's it's so quick. <laughs> uh, we're
3: still in July yeah so yeah probably the next couple of weeks they start and so still, still got three well, like three, three, four weeks ahead of us in terms of pre-season so for us to, um, to at least match them for physicality was pretty decent to be honest
1: no apparently they're, they're back in like a few weeks which is interesting um, they're back before us which is very interesting um, which you don't really normally see from Continental teams they tend to give their te- te- teams a bit more time off as opposed to rushing them back. That's very much a Premier League thing. But I guess again with you know TV rights and leagues being a bit more financially unstable, uh, it's possibly one of the things that they'll start seeing. Um, one man who plays really well, um, and again someone who, as, as as the internet joke is, he was locked in some form of basement in the AXA training facility, um, which I, I, I liken to the the Hart family dungeon. Where people go in, they learn these submissions, and they come out a better person. Um, was Costa Shimakas. and again, we have to caveat this: that this is only 30 minutes of preseason action. It was not a full 90. It's 30 minutes of situational preseason action. He looks really good. Um, Alec, I'll come back to you. Shimakas. We've seen that Robbo is going to get an extra week or two off, and if there's one person who is in dire Dire, dire need of just you know what the people that look like they need about five minutes of extra sleep a day. That's Robbo. That is one of those people who needs like an extra like five minutes of sleep just a day, who can knock off snooze and do it, but now he's up fifteen minutes before his alarm's even on. You don't know how he does it It's an absolute warrior. How key is Costa Shimikast gonna be this season, just in terms of the rotation aspects and reducing the fatigue for Robbo?
2: So I feel as though we do need to give Robbo a rest. I feel as though his minutes, you know, they need to be relaxed slightly because it looks like he's just been operating at ninety five, one hundred percent ever since he's nailed that slot at left back, whenever it was, start twenty eighteen. To be honest with you, Chris, do I think Shimikas is the man? No, not really. That's fair. Um, I don't. I. 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 I've just not seen enough from him. You know, he's been he's been injured a lot last year. You know he's given us energy and pace last year in pre-season. He was doing it again today, fizzing in crosses. Okay, it's all good against Stuttgart, but I, I personally don't feel as though he's he, he's he's going to cut it for us. Um, I, to be honest with you, I much rather have Milner at left back than than, than there. Um, I, I know Ellis, you're getting upset, and I know you you know Peter, you're upset as well. But I, I just, I just, I just don't see enough in him. To be honest with you. Um, And and I don't think he's going to give us enough of a threat going forward. Maybe he's got the energy, but I just don't think he's anywhere near what what, what Robbo is, to be honest with you. But that's just my view on it right now. Um, Look, we've only seen 30 minutes of play.
1: I'm going to let the boys get their rebuttal in um, because this is good stuff. Um, But I actually think you are very fair in that assessment because when you don't see it from a player in their first season, You get that cast of judgment in like that. I mean, yeah, he was injured, but there are certain, you know, he wasn't injured for a lot of the second half of that season when legs were at a premium for this Liverpool team and they were very much needed. And again, even when we're in situations in games where we were 2 0 up and he could have come on, uh, he wasn't trusted with that. Um, So I think that is fair, but I'm going to let Peter do the rebuttal.
0: Yeah, do you know what? Yeah, like I was just laughing because I think um I don't I don't think he's looked great either, to be honest. <laughs> I, I, like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't want to be that guy. You know what? It's that it's that meme of like, you know what, that guy said it, but I, I kind of agree with it, you know. <laughs> like,
1: like, you know what? Someone <laughs> said it in it, but I agree. Someone with said that it. <laughs> <in it.
0: laughs> no, no, do you know what? I don't agree with to the extent that Milner should play that. Like, come on, Milner's like 50. Like, come on. Like Milner's a great player, but Milk come on, I don't want Milner playing left back like that's that's ridiculous. But I think Shimkas he just looks like a like an average continental like left back. Like in terms of he's decent going forward, not great going back, isn't the quickest. Like that's that's like how Telez looks, right? From a United. Like it's just kind of like the average kind of like left back, like just um they haven't got the same engine as Robertson, but what I would say is that I don't think we need like the best replacement, for Robertson. I don't. I really just need to be comp- like just be um what's, what's the word um just efficient enough to be able to come into the team, not look so bad, not look um so out of place. And I don't think he would. So I think he just needs to be at a decent level. He comes in, he doesn't look too bad, and yeah, I think I think that's him. But yeah, I would agree. I don't think he looks great, but he just looks looks average. Yeah, should do the. Job. I
2: I I I put Peter, put it this way. Yeah. Let's say if we're playing against, you know, we're in the thick of it the season and, you know, God forbid, Robert gets injured and he can't yeah. play. Yeah. And we got Man United, a massive game next. Who are you going to play at left back? Simicast or Milner? No. Yeah. Um,
0: probably Simicast, you know? Yeah. Simicastor. But Simicastor. do
1: you know why? Do you know why, though?
0: I mean, you
2: guys need to respect Milner as well, by the way. No. Like, no. Fan, no. Milner's no I like I 110 years it, it, old. But
1: it's, it's one of those ones where you look at and you think, oh, this the PMP. Fine. Yeah. It's, it's long.
0: And you know, Anik, your point is fair, but like the rest of our defense is world class, so yeah. it's okay for every now and then a guy to come in and fill in. You know what I'm saying? Like, we had Phillips and um, Williams, and we beat my United, you know what I'm saying? So, you have Trent, yeah, you no,
1: no, 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 no. put your respect on that result. We didn't beat them, we battered <laughs> wow. them in their I'm own backyard in a rescheduled.
0: Facts, facts, no. So, you, if you have you have Addison behind you, you have Trent, you have Robertson, and probably have one of canante
2: Van Dyke next to you, then you should be all right, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah,
3: hmm. yeah, Against Sancho, yeah, we'll see. Let that let that let's cross that path, let's cross that bridge, innit? Then we'll get to that, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're saying. That's, I what... That's, such a, that's such a dad saying, we'll cross that bridge <laughs> when we come
1: to it, <laughs> we'll cross
3: that bridge when we get there, son. <laughs> all right, mate, all right, <laughs> 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 now, but with um. No, do you agree? I agree with whatever I'm saying in it because there's not much to like. what well, what are we? What are we um, putting it up against in it? He didn't really do much last season. He yeah. came in when he did play. He looked a bit normal. Um, when then he got injured. Then again, he didn't play towards the end of the season. Probably wasn't up to it. He wasn't. He didn't understand the tactics. But um, I feel we should probably give him a bit of time. Maybe this preseason, will do doing well. He will have a lot of time to to work on it and. He's got a chance to to show what he can do with, like you said, Robertson having a week extra off, so he might he might have a lot of game time. To be fair to him, that injury against uh, what's the Danish team we played in the Champions League, Midland, yeah, that kind of derailed his progress. Then he's coming back. COVID is all stop and start. So I'm willing to give him a bit of time. I'm not I'm not gonna say that he's an elite player of any sort. Of I think he's decent. I think he's average, and like Peter said, you don't have to be walk You just need to be competent. I just need a competent left back. I could just slot in there for me. I don't need. Um, I don't need a Roberson Mark too. To be honest, I just need competent. And I can't have the reason why I won't have Milner at left back is because Milner's like thirty five, and he can't run. And I don't really want to put Milner in. That's torture, man. Imagine being that age, like you've done bare years of running. Man said, "I'll go play left back. That's long. That's that's too much. That's too much. So, I'm willing. I'm willing to know, give him." I've of I've, I've, I've,
1: heard, I've heard about Anik on the fans, uh, fancy football, the, the five side pitch. Man, I think he could put a shift in at left back for us. He, he pops up here, there, right. and everywhere. Man, got a few goals <laughs> on him as well.
3: Yeah, no, a it. few goals on him as well. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think I think let's get let's give Shumakas this season. Let's just give him this season and see how it goes. If he doesn't do well this season, we flog him and look for another one, innit? it? You're gonna get a bit of change off of him, so. How old is he? he's like 26 he's still, he's still yeah a, yeah still a relatively young man and i
1: mean we've even seen it now that there are teams having somewhat of an interest or a lot of reported interest in him so you wouldn't afford would be too difficult to, to sell him would you get back what yeah. you possibly pay for him maybe he wasn't that much to begin with uh so let's take it from there really um i think that's a perfect place to wrap it up in terms of pre-season action um do i quickly just say i've seen something incredibly wild um uh, apparently, Asmian Begovic is signing for Everton, and that sign has been announced by his wife, um, dressing up in a full Everton kit on a horse. Wow! So, with everything going wow. on at Goodson Park, whatever your what equivalent a of um Everton end fracas is, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd probably listen to it to be honest with you because it's a bit mad over there, isn't it? Um, <laughs> it's wild,
2: bad,
1: it's a bit mad there. Um, speaking of situations that are a bit mad as well, um. Obviously, we know that Liverpool are focusing somewhat on contract negotiations this, this summer uh, for key members of the squad. We know that they're trying to tie down Fabinho to a long-term contract. There's been conversations had with Virgil van Dyke, Mohamed Salah and Sadio Mane. Uh, I'd expect van Dyke and Salah to get done at some point uh, before the end of the year. Um, and a little bit of a focus on Trent and Robbo too. Uh, of course, reports that, you know, Allison is close to agreeing a deal as well. Apparently there's one person who uh, also wants a little bit of a contract extension who has two years left on his current deal, and that is the club captain Jordan Henderson. Uh, reporting in the Athletic this week, well I'd say this week, yesterday, uh, joint piece from James Pearce, bad news, Pearce very much indeed, his last three pieces have been fucking negative, that I just didn't even get halfway through them. Um, Friend of the pod, by the way, uh, and David Ornstein. Um, this just seems like the maddest situation where both sides of the coin are quite accurate. Um, Els, I'll let you lead off the conversation with this one. Um, John Henson, 31 years old, will be 33 when this contract expires. We love him, captain, leader, legend. Um, you know, does so much. For, you know, in the dressing room, off the pitch as well. Great ambassador for the club. Does this seem like a little bit of a weird demand to have?
3: Yeah. Yeah, man. You're 31. Uh, you really play 38 games a season. When was the last time you played 38 games a season? It's going That's to be like four or
2: five.
3: Um, you missed half of the season last season because you had an injury. By the time your contract's run out, you're going to be 33. Does the club really want to play, pay an injury-prone player over a hundred grand? Beyond the next, beyond thirty-three, I don't think they do. It'll be a bit mad. I'll, I'll probably be livid, to be honest. Love Jordan Henderson, I'm probably one of his biggest fans, but um, I can see from a close point of view, we don't want too many players who are over thirty on hefty money, because then they we have to play them. And they're not gonna pay that much, are they? You don't want your assets sitting on the bench, do you? So if he's asking for more money, I won't say it's cheeky, but I would say it's it's a, bit, it's a bit wild. It's a bit wild because let's say you get a two-year extension, you're now you're gonna go into 35 on that heavy wage. Let's say he's asking for let's say he's asking for 160 170 would you pay a 33 year old 170 every week you yeah. know what i'm saying it's a bit mad obviously from a fan point of view we have to show loyalty so he's probably seeing it from that they need to be a bit more loyal and fsg probably do be in it, need to be a bit more loyal but what i've noticed from fsg is that they take the emotion out of these kind of decisions and that's what you actually need you need to like take the emotion out and you need to look at what's best for the club overall. Um, FSU probably will offer him a contract, like they offer Genie. It'll probably be on less money, probably a two-year deal. Uh, it's up to him if he wants to take it. Um, there's always going to be perks within the contract. I don't think they'll offer him a contract and just leave him out cold. They'll offer him less money, but they'll probably say, look, you probably have a lifetime contract after you've done probably just keep you at the club as an ambassador as a coach as whatever because he's done so much for the, for the club but um yeah i'm not i'm not really mad at them not offering not offering him what what he wants he's probably looking at it as they need to be a bit more loyal which is fair it is fair um he, he put, he's probably their staple he was when he came in he was their staple that poster boy for what they were trying to uh, trying to do it was yeah. a deal Based on stats, it was the young player where they thought that they can invest in heavily. Um, if he doesn't work out, they can sell him on a profit, but it just happened so that it was a player that they invested and he, he done well. But yeah, I'm not I'm not really mad at what they're trying to do. Um, obviously, I feel he should be rewarded for his loyalty, but at the same time, he's going to be 33 when he still ends, man. Let's keep it a buck. We're, still, we're, we're kind of livid that Milner still plays for the club, you know what I'm saying? We're kind of like I know Peter, Peter's livid that Milner, that's all he ever talked Wait, about. But...
0: It's only me that's livid at that one. Yeah, but, but, but still that, like, no. no we jo, jo, well,
3: I was going to say Joe's livid, but Joe is yeah. angry about everything, so... Yeah, so Joe's angry, angry, so, yeah. yeah, angry at everything. Yeah, <laughs> but, but we are, we are because we don't believe that Milner should really essentially be playing... I don't think Milner should play ten, get more than 10 games a season in all comes. Oh,
0: probably. Jesus! I... No, I don't believe that.
3: What? Fam, he should you not, mean, he should you mean, not.
1: You should. You 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 ten starts or ten, 10 everything.
3: Bro, everything, man. Ah! Oh, you're no. moving, magino you know? <laughs> Yeah, bro, bro. Watch Milner, yeah. Milner's always five yards <laughs> behind everything. No,
0: he calms down
3: games <laughs> when he comes on. He calms
0: down games. He slows sometimes, down games. sometimes. Against Arsenal, against Arsenal,
3: against against Newcastle, against Newcastle. When we equalised last, he came on and all all sh- hell broke loose, bro. <laughs> Hey, oh, exactly, Peter. there's no T- 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 there Because I'm right.
0: Tiago no, T- no, T- was controlling the game then, and then Muna came on. It but it
3: wasn't it, on. On. it was a couple then that came on though. I don't think it was just him. It's okay, Curtis okay. Jones a lot as well. Okay, maybe he shouldn't have ten starts. Maybe I'll give him like 15-20 games here and there. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's just my point of view. I I I hear what FSG is saying and I hear what Endo is saying, but I'm probably leaning towards more take the two-year contract and less money, there's no guarantee that you play all the time, but you'll still be in and around the squad. And you'll still be needed. That's just me personally.
1: So the language in this story is, is what's quite interesting. So they they gave Mildred the a two-year extension, which is the interesting thing as well, Um, when he was due for a nil. So he, and it looks like he's going to depart next summer too at the age of 36. Um, So let's say if you offer a... A two-year extension to Henderson off the back of this, he'll be thirty-five at the end of it. So what I was thinking was they'll give him this extension, but his role becomes greatly reduced over time, where he becomes a little bit of that Milner-like figure. Um, but again, the language in this report from David Austin and James Pierce is is very it's, it's not cryptic. It's 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 a bit it's a bit odd because. He wants to know that he's valued. They they want to know he, he knows Klopp's plan for him, but he doesn't know what the club's plan is. He knows what role they want him to do going going forward. You know, he just doesn't want to be kept around to give stirring pep talks and help new players settle in. He doesn't want to be the concierge. He still wants to be the boss of the family, you know what I mean? So I like...
0: think that kind of to me, that kind of illustrates that the way Genie left is kind of like raise some doubts in other players' heads. So obviously, Henderson's probably thinking, like, look at the way they treat Genie, and Genie plays every single game in this club. Like, he's a stole of this club. Like, boy, if they, do, if they can do that to Genie, then boy, I don't know what they can do to me. Like, obviously, he's a more important member than Genie, but he just wants assurances that, like, basically, Klopp liking you is not enough. That's what that's, that's what that report is saying. That even if Klopp wants you to stay, it's not enough. There's still other people in the club, like FSG, other people that can decide. You know what I'm saying? So. I think he just wants assurances.
3: Um, well, Pete, I, Pete, sorry. Yeah, go on. So before before you carry on, yeah, but I swear they offer Genie a two-year deal, innit? it?
0: So obviously, the in terms of the money and like kind of being desperate to keep him, like you know, what I'm saying even the way Genie, so Genie's kind of interviews when he's left, it's kind of like a they kind of done me dirty, but like you know, what I'm saying he like Genie's not really happy with the terms he left because he I think he thinks that. They should have given him more loyalty, but at the same time, they did offer you a contract. But it's the kind of like you wasn't desperate to keep me, vibe. You know what I'm
3: saying? Yeah, okay, but then so let's say they offer Genie a new contract. That's two years. So Genie, his next contract finishes what thirty three, thirty four. Therefore, handle the contract he wants. That will no. End...
0: Genie's gone. Forget Genie. I'm just saying. That... Okay. Yeah. The,
3: but the G, the Genie thing is
1: interesting, isn't it? Because let's say he starts breaking down physically at PSG six yeah. months since that contract. Yeah, no.
0: That's I'm, saying, only, that's, I'm that's, not saying. That's the thing. Genie. I'm just saying the way they've treated him might be in Hendel's mind. That's what I'm trying to say. Like the genie
2: No, won't. that's that's fair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, so, no, no. The way they treated Genie is in your mind, Peter, because you're always no, thinking it, about Genie, bro. That's bro, what it is, bro.
0: Bro, <laughs> bro relax, bro. they ain't offering it. They ain't offering it. checks, so relax, relax, bro. At least boy is even getting contracts. You know what I'm saying? We're kind of to fool. Oh, you bringing Genie I, up? I I, I digress. With, with the with the Henderson thing, I think what I would do is that I would probably offer him the same wage, but just with more years, or maybe like 10k extra, or the same. Age. I'm not trying to. I feel like decreasing his wage is kind of it's kind of it's kind of disrespectful because he was the captain that led us to a, cha- a Champions League, a Premier League. You know what I'm saying? Isn't, so that,
1: I'm, isn't that essentially what they did with Milner? So they gave I think they gave him like 15 grand more with two years.
0: Yeah, I think the same thing probably for Henderson like 15 grand is not 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 much. 10 grand is not much. Yeah. But a 170 thing is a lot still. I agree with Ellis. The 80 180k that, that's that's a lot still.
3: Yeah, I, so I think I think, I think uh 120
1: or something. We'll get we'll, we'll get IT on this. I want to get an opinion um on on this 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 whole
2: situation. So, I obviously, I see it from both sides. I see why, you know, they might not want to renew. I can see why he would want to stay. I see why Klopp would want to keep him. I feel one thing, though, that is really crucial and that, you know, you, you can never really quantify it, but I feel as though his leadership, that is what we need to look to embed into the team if we're looking to not renew after two years. I know... To be honest with you, I don't see many future captains or future leaders out there. And I know you might say Van Dyke, but I personally have my reservations for Van Dyke as a captain, as a leader. Yeah, he, he, he can lead by example on the pitch, but as a captain, who, who who's going to be the next captain then? If, if Henderson leaves, who's going to be the next captain? I've looked just now at his minutes and, you know, he has... Played what he played thirty two games in eighteen nineteen he played twenty seven games in seventeen eighteen he played thirty games in nineteen twenty, so he is a regular in that team and as a captain obviously you got to take instructions from the bench and you know you know communicate that out you know keep the players ticking over you know try and keep level headed. I don't know who can take that captain stroke leadership role off him if he was to depart. Whether it be now, which is very unlikely, next year, or even the year after, so that's one thing that I think we need to consider and look at. Um, the similarities are strikingly similar to to Genie's situation, to be honest with you. But yeah, I just think from that leadership point of view, we need to we need to consider it and look at it. Um, I don't know. Do you guys see a, a, another captain and another leader that in in the team that could step up? Um. Yeah,
3: I, I mean. Uh, let's say it looks like Trent. Trent Trent was captain in the under twenty threes or under twenty or under eighteen. I know that doesn't mean much, but he has that trait in him. Jones. Obviously, they're still young. Um, the guy for me to
1: make up. The guy for me to make captain started to bump in. I think mean, it's pretty simple, you know.
3: Go on.
2: Who Van Dyke? No, it's Mo.
3: It's Mo. It's Mo. I personally think it's Mo. To be honest, I th- I think. One, one. He's a captain of his country. Two, he leads by example. Um, he's just a leader. Even in the last that last like ten game span, he was just showing the leadership qualities within in and around or, the team.
2: Or it, it, or it could be Robbo. That maybe, maybe Robbo. Yeah, yeah Rob- Robbo, Robbo as, as a child. well. But yeah. So, Look, I that, mean, that's just the way I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it just just from that angle. I, 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 just I, can't I completely agree because
1: it's it's a lot of stuff that. Henderson does off the pitch as well, yeah, which yeah. is really important, especially you know within the dressing room and and just just the whole holistic view really um, of kind of putting putting everything together. Um, it's definitely interesting. I also kind of like when I was looking at who we were linked to midfielder wise and the role that they play positionally. I also thought was quite interesting too. Um, you know, you look at Saul Barella, etc. They've all done jobs covering fullbacks quite well.
3: Yeah, it's, it it, make, it makes the link to um, Saul so more interesting because I just thought, oh right, it was bare random. Like they were just linked with him. Like the you think, oh, he's just linked. But then Saul is twenty six. If you get him now, then the next two years he's twenty eight. Then you're prepared for Hendo leaving probably on a free. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. so it, it makes it is kind of interesting
1: it is it it, it is interesting so we're seeing now that <laughs> i think it's quite funny as well that you know a lot of what football twitter etc do in terms of bringing jordan henderson down very funny that two of the clubs that won him is <laughs> one of them being psg and the other being atletico madrid uh, so it shows you how much how valued henderson is across world football <laughs>
3: I was shocked. I was kind of shocked about that actually, especially PSG, how Putsch likes him. And um it, football Twitter is just an echo chamber, man. Henderson's a good footballer. He won't be at Liverpool at that level if he wasn't a good footballer. Um just because he doesn't do your tricks and flicks and doesn't play the way football twitter wants football Twitter wants him to play, it does not make him a bad player. He's good across the board. And we've seen it this we've seen it in the last couple of seasons how he's a good player. And the fact that teams like PSG and Atletico Madrid won him, same as Genie. to be honest. Um, I think towards his the, towards the end, a lot of people were disrespecting Genie in terms of his footballing ability, but the fact that he have gone to PSG and he, he looks like a player that's going to help them rebuild for the next couple of years, at least in their midfield, he's a player that they they value. It shows that he is a good player. So, Well, I hope they can find a solution for the handle. Of situation because it's not really a player that we want to just let go. But having said that, there's not a chance that Liverpool will sell him this summer. Not
1: yeah. a chance. He'd have to be a substantial
3: amount of money for Liverpool it to part to it. ridiculous money. There's 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 not a chance because you're if you're losing Genie and Hendo in one summer, this is crazy. Yeah, so I don't, I don't think they're losing this summer, to be honest.
1: No, can, can completely agree and um, I think it's one of those ones where it just gets resolved in time really um we, we look we look at what happened with kind of Fernandinho, and I think that might be a route that clubs tend to go for with, with some of the older players too uh, but again it's a strange situation where um pendo is such a such a key cog in the machine really, when, when you do think about it from every single aspect. Um, of, of of what he does, so it's going to be one. To, it's, it's going to be interesting. It's kind of come out of the blue. It's kind of come out of nowhere. Ultimately, he probably will get resolved. um but, but I think it's it's quite an aggressive shot from Hendo. Really, he's fired the first, you know, <laughs> fired the first shot. Really, you know what I mean? Doing yeah, a bit no, of World War One to... terminology, he's Franz Ferdinand the thing. So I
0: think he's an agent. Like what is agent on, though like? because <laughs> like, you don't expect that to kind of come from like a Henderson type character, like to kind of feed the media or something that he's not kind of happy with or something like that, so yeah but I guess with football, you kind of have to be selfish and you kind of have to look out for yourself you never know what the club's on, so yeah, it doesn't really shock me, but yeah
3: No, and I, that's a good point Peter, because I agree with that and I'm I'm somebody that's really for that, like it's a short career span and you have to look after yourself, especially when you're en- entering the twilight of your career especially with Hendo, like he's got another three, four years, if he looks after himself, well, three, four, five years. Which he does. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So he should really and truly look look out for himself in this situation. Um, I've, I'm always in a position where I get it from both sides. He wants to look after himself, so he, can he get the best contract at a the club that he loves? If not, he might have to look for somewhere else, but then you have to look at, does the club really want to keep on investing in somebody who's at that age and his body might break down? It's like, can we use that asset well? So nothing's clear cut. It's it's a balancing act, and hopefully they find the right balance. Hopefully Henderson. Hopefully they both can compromise on on the situation.
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely one to watch, um, I and mean it's it's pretty it's it's pretty interesting. Turning into to other transfers uh, that we'll get onto. Um, uh, I, I, I don't have to say. Ke- is, is it kevin palmer that tends to tweet about liverpool and turns off the comments very weird behavior very, very odd weird behavior um it's a nice way to get his engagement stats up i guess the feedback of his bosses so um yeah it's fine throw that one out there um we've seen uh in the past well it's day today really uh yesterday if you listen to this on, on, on when this comes out um Michael Grujic gone to Porto. I think he's played a blinder there. He really forced his hand. Didn't want to be used as a pawn. Um, got his preferred move to Porto uh, for £10 million. 10% add-on clause there as well for Liverpool for future funds. Uh, and Taiwo Awoniyi has gone to Union Berlin for £6 million. Again, two very impressive deals for players. That One who has never played for the club and one who's only got a handful of games uh, and probably made back his initial fee in his loans as well. Are we finally seeing the beginning of this exodus? Exodus? E- exodus. Come on, Dan. You can do it. You can do it. You can <laughs> say your words. say your words. Exodus. There we go. He got there at the end, didn't he? Um <laughs> are we finally seeing this <laughs> exodus of players at Liverpool? Anik, I'm going to come to you first on this one.
2: Yeah, it's... Um... Yeah, it seems like there's been a lot of activity now. Um obviously it's been, you know, a week and a bit now since since years are finished. So is getting underway. Uh, they're obviously seeing players, people are coming and going from, from the tour. So yeah, I think I think now the ball's rolling. Um fair play to Gruvic. I mean, you know, he he's obviously done something for them to see that they want him. So we'll take the money and, <laughs> and we'll move. Um I genuinely think now we need to start being um, a bit more quicker with our dealings in terms of bringing people in. I know a few guys in the group chat have alluded to it already, you know, season before you know it, you know, quote unquote, it is round the corner. And if we're going to bring someone in by the time they, you know, they bed in, they understand the system, understand their role, what they need to do, et cetera. It's, you know, we, we need to go at it because, this is a big, big season for us, and we need to definitely hit the ground running. I feel as though it's going to revert back to normal in terms of points tally to win the league. I'm talking about seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Like you're going to have to hit, you're going to have to hit over ninety-five points to win the league. So we really need to be on it. Um, yeah, so I feel as though we should obviously, in order to do that, we need to set ourselves up perfectly. So I, I would like to see signings happen sooner rather than later, Krish. No,
1: I I completely agree. And I think there's there's, a, there's every right to be anxious, especially when it comes to transfers um, right now as well. But it's it's a really odd one because with every transfer window, summer transfer windows especially too, you usually have that one catalyst moment that sets everything off, and it usually comes from Italy. And it usually comes from Spain. It's some form of transfer, some form of large transfer that goes on. But with both of those leagues and the big hitters, they're kind of in disarray. I don't particularly know when that
2: moment starts. Yeah, could be PSG because Barcelona are in the mud. Barcelona, oh, bro. Are
1: in the mud. I f- 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 pray every day that we are not in that situation. By the way, yeah. because Jesus Damn. wept.
2: Even even Real
3: Madrid, Real Madrid are in the mud. Yeah. like that. Like, like, remember, Chris, we were talking
1: about it? they just got good PR. Yeah, um, <laughs> they have good from... PR. They've got yeah, that got fella on PR. that um, Chingaro show. <laughs> just the uh, just just the hand stuff. Yeah,
3: pause, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <force, force, laughs> <force>. Oh yeah <laughs> Yeah but yeah they've got good players and, and Florentino Perez is running around like he's Tupac and absolutely just letting off shots out of everyone got, they've got interviews maybe it was him that that brought out those interviews and all those snippets because he knew that he ain't got no money, so a way to distract he, everyone.
1: Man said, I can't come and kill myself, and then leave <laughs> <you
3: there. laughs> he said, I can't come and kill myself. <laughs> so, he, he, um, apparently, I saw a report today saying that he's gone to board and told them that they are not making any signings this summer. So, boy, I don't know what's going to happen over there in Spain. Um, they're hanging by a thread. Just to stay alive.
1: I mean, we've we've even heard it from Bayern Munich as well. They've 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 literally come out and said, "We've signed up a, a Mcarno. That is it. We are done. We're done for business." And it's it's just dead. It, it's just dead interesting about about the business this year. And I think you'll just see a lot more of those from from around the continent. Anyway, I think you'll see a lot more of those kind of ten million euro to thirty million euro deals go through. But again, I think there'll be a roundabout of, of signings going around, around clubs, really. Um, and it's just going to be really dead interesting. We're also in a good position. As I say a good position. Peter, I'll come to you on this. I think we're in a situation now with the model that we operate under where we need to be a little bit more cutthroat. And I think we've seen it with Gruitch leaving today on the amount of money we can expect coming through the door. Um, you know, When we did the transfer game, uh well you know when we did the chance of the game, we were all expecting okay cool if we get 40 million for grouich that's good i think that's a really good amount we ended up with 10 and if you would have got that in the game you would have been disappointed but i think we're at a stage now especially with the foreign player quota situation that we find ourselves in as well if we could just get people out the door and start the process of getting players into the clubs um that'll be good for us. Do you So do you think we need to be a little bit more cutthroat on the departures now so we can start the process or just finalise the process of getting the players that we need in ASAP?
0: Yeah, 100%. I think we just need to get them out the door because, especially when you get them out the door, you take the wage off the bill as well and then you get a bit of, um obviously you get a bit of cash. It might not be the exact amount you want, but yeah, you know I'm saying? Two, three million, you can make it from other people, you can make it from other players. So, it's not it's, it's not the end of the world. I feel like, especially with this window, I'm trying to kind of like, I'm trying to reserve judgment, right? Because this is a make or break window. Like, in terms of Man City, have just won, so we won the league, right, two seasons ago. Man City just won the league now. So now it's just like, okay, who's next? You know what I'm saying, like, are we going to compete with them again? Or are we just going to go, you know what I'm saying, back to a, a top four team or just struggling to make top four teams? So we kind of need to, um, add to our team and I do think we do have still have a strong squad but like we just need a couple more signings to just really take us over the line and really compete with the um, big dogs at the top of the table and trying to challenge the league and trying to be there so um, yeah so I just think hopefully these kind of um, um, like selling the players won't really kind of cash track us and we can get them off the books even if it's a couple million um, less than we thought less than we think. Like, I think it's just important that we get them off the books. So, um, and I think it's not a window, really, to be like, okay, no, I'm, I want 25 million for Rigi. I don't care, go away. You know what I'm saying? It's not the window for that. Like, these little clubs, like, they're just going to try and... You, what everyone's going to do, they're, they're going to have to be more creative with their signings. So these clubs, they'll just try to be more creative, where they'll maybe look at data, or they'll look at lower teams. And you know what I'm saying? It's not... It's only... I know we have kind of this, like, Liverpool... Kind of attractiveness or stink that, like, okay, we're the champions. Our players are good. You know what I'm saying? But that can only last for so long. So we kind of just need to sell them, and yeah, just, just accept, accept what we can get for them, and trying to strengthen our squad because these clubs, like, we can't we can't really haggle them for so much. You know what I'm saying? So yeah,
1: it's really interesting. Obviously, with the um, with the Harry Wilson piece um that came out today obviously with Fulham been interested in him we've gone back saying that you know it will take 50 million pounds to get Harry Wilson out of the door um Fulham top end championship team and if there's one thing Harry Wilson can do in the championship I mean he's get you goals from a central position obviously he's not a number nine but he can operate in that 10 space and play it wide and he can get you some decent amount of goals and we've gone back to Fulham to say that you, you pay this amount for Ivan Cavallaro um I think you can probably scalp it out for um, Harry Wilson as well, which I think is which is fair as well. The other person who looks like he's potentially on his way out, um, as was kind of reported today, is Nat Phillips too uh, to Brighton. Uh, obviously, Brighton are in the process of finalising uh, robbery to Arsenal for Ben White um, for 50 million Great British pounds. Uh, that's one of those signs where that could either go really well or. Not as well as you expected to go from a transfer point of view. Um, look at what's happened to William Saliba there at Arsenal. I think it's just an odd place to be at the moment. Um, but yeah, um, that's going to be an interesting situation too to see what benchmark we can pair that against. As we've seen, uh, the lad go to Crystal Palace this week from Chelsea. I cannot pronounce his last name for Mar-Gee. the life of me. Mar-Gee. That's the f- guy, that's the one. Um, He's gone. Into, he got for like twenty million pounds, yeah. and obviously he's P he, championship, very good player. But he did it in the championship. So if you're looking at this from a Liverpool point of view, um, obviously that twenty million adds in a little bit more potential to with him being a younger player. But if you're looking at Brighton saying that you need someone to kind of step in straight away into that system, potentially be a little bit of a long term succession plan for Lewis Dunk too. Um, if you did want to move him at some point, then. The price for Nat Phillips and everyone laughed at Ellis for this earlier on in the year. <laughs> he's going to be going to really? be twenty now. million pounds. I don't know why,
0: Just but he's linked for fifteen million though. Let's chill out. He's linked for fifteen
1: million. If, 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 if it's fifteen, I think you're even happy. But let's say you know twenty.
3: Yeah, my main, my main, my main point was it maybe I didn't put it across properly. Is that Liverpool tend to look at the going rate in the market. So if Mark Gee is going for 20 million who spent two seasons in a championship, yeah, we are gonna to look to sell a man who played in the quarterfinals of the Champions League, helped Liverpool get third in the league, uh didn't concede so much in the last ten games. Regardless if he's fifth choice or hundredth choice, it doesn't matter because this is the output that and this is the level that he was at, we're gonna say we actually want twenty million. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm not saying that he's worth that. That's no. But what what is anyone worth? Is Ben White worth 50 million? Regardless of what we think he might do in the future, there's not a chance that I'm looking to pay 50 million for Ben White. There's there's yeah. no way. There's no way.
1: Well, we well, when we had that discussion about potentially signing him last season, we balked at, 25?
3: at yeah, 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 we like balked 25. Yes, something like that. Even when it was that. Yeah, exactly. So if it's not, then like, yeah. So we was like, what? Because when you when you're signing someone, you have to like let's keep it hundred, you have to say like why are you why are you valuing me like that? What is the value? Like, why? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Alisson, it was probably was he Brazil's number one? I think he was Brazil's number one at Roma.
0: Yeah, he was. He was. <laughs> I remember
3: one.
1: He was number one. Oh, was it?
3: Oh uh, fair enough. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, was he it?
1: was. No, I, I remember watching some Brazil games and it was yeah.
3: It was, he was uh, number one. one. Yeah. So we we're, were buying the Brazilian number one, who's Roma's top keeper, one of the best keepers in Syria. A. They've just got to the semi final of the Champions League. Fair enough. We, we'll, we'll splash that money on him because we know it was worth, again, Van Dijk, one of England's better centre-backs or one of the better centre-backs in the English game. Again, he wasn't, even at, he wasn't even worth 75 million. The only reason why we paid off the odds because somebody decided to be a bit cheeky and whatever, whatever. Um, so, yeah, so you're looking at the value and what they're bringing. So if... Again, Mark is going for 20 million. I believe that, and Ben White's going for 50 million. I believe Liverpool will look to try and get as much change as possible for someone like Nat Phillips. Again, he's not worth what I was saying that we're gonna value him. He's not worth that. That's that's fine. But yeah, just looking at the aspect of the market. And um, if we do get 15 million, bro, that's that's change, man. We got him for free. <laughs> but <Boy, laughs> we've done a quick flip, we done our thing. But if we can get him more than 20, that's fine, man. But it'll be interesting to see.
1: I think we'll look to try and also supplement some extra income as well by if a decent offer comes in for Minamino, I think that we be taken into consideration. Um, and again, like we saw with, uh, with, with Nico Williams too, I think if a decent offer comes in there, which it might from SF Hampson, we'd look to do business there as well. Um, before we kind of end the part, I want to do a quick, quick round Robin. Uh, and I'll start with you. We, we, we've been heard, heard it band, banded about the Liverpool will bring in one midfielder and one forward this year. Um, if you were doing the business, who would you... Not even who would you bring in, but do you think that's enough or would you go for anything a little bit extra on top?
2: Um, I would definitely get an attacker in, a forward in, definitely. Um, I like Rafinha. I've made no um, reservations about that. Definitely Rafinha is the guy I'll go for. I think he, I think he's good on either wing. He's tricky. It just seems like a player that I feel as though can fit into our setup. He's still young. Um, and he and, and he's done a K for Leeds this season, um, especially in the system they play in. Um, so yeah, I'll definitely get a forward and and that would be my selection for, for midfielder. Um I think coming coming off the back of the transfer game, uh Mush told us about Barella. We then saw him at the Euros. I looked at his stats seen videos of him he is another player that I would definitely definitely have in my team um so yeah if I was to get two players it would be those two if we had funds had money I would look for a cover at right back as well um I know you briefly mentioned it at the start of the pod about um Trent having injury and it was good that he could play thirty minutes today and it just got me thinking like actually yeah. hold on Trent did have a few niggly injuries last year And the cover we had for him was Milner, which I know Ellis isn't too happy about. Um, And I think Neko Williams was cover as well in a couple of games. And I just feel as though if Trent's out of the team, like, you know, we lose so much creativity. But if we we are going to get someone, some cover in for Trent, I would like them to be like a, a competent, kind of established right back as well, which is, you know, obviously hard to come by, especially with the way in which we operate as a team. But... Yeah, I'll, I'll probably look to get some cover right back as a bonus. Definitely a forward, one hundred percent a forward, and and definitely a centre midfielder because even even today we touched on it that you know those the, those Genie minutes are gonna be are gonna be you know, we're gonna be missing the minutes that Genie gave us over the past few years. So yeah, I'll definitely yeah. look to get a centre midfielder in.
1: We did some we did some right back chat on one of our Patreon exclusive pods uh, called the Market. Uh, the second episode of which dropped uh, late last week, uh, where we did a little bit of right back chat and thought about what right backs from across the continent we could potentially sign. Um, if you are a Patreon subscriber, please do give that a listen. Let know let us know what you think. Um, and if you are not a Patreon subscriber, I don't know what you're doing at this point. Since this pod not being a Patreon sub, you know what you know what the content is like on the main pod. Imagine what the content's like on the patient page. So do head over to wwwpatientcom forward slash copy of Rackass and sign up for us little as three pounds today. Uh Pete, I'll come to you next. What areas would you be looking to upgrade for Liverpool? Uh, on top of the ones that have already been briefed to us.
0: Um so so obviously a midfielder and a forward need to need to um, need to bring them in, definitely 100 percent Um I think in terms of who I would bring in, I would probably go for. Obviously, I think Borella is an amazing option, but I don't. I think it might be a bit too expensive. So,
1: is B- one of those ones where I think you sell you sell a few more players for a little bit. You know what you think. If you get good value, I say if you do get your twenty million for uh, for that Phillips, I'd just go slap it all on Borrella, In all honesty,
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think maybe like a cheeky fifty million or like a thirty-five or forty-plus add-ons, something like that. You get Varela, but obviously you might be a bit too expensive. So I'll probably, I'll try and get sorry, Sayul. I think Sayul is a good replacement for Gini. Um a good player. He's left footed as well. Can slot in. Has got a defensive now. And I think he's probably got a decent attacking game as well. Because what I've seen from Athletic, he can strike a ball quite well. Um, yep. Obviously, I would like, I, I do like Rafinha as well. But if I was to choose, I would want someone you could play as a nine as well. So I would look to get a Marlin because I know Marlon's going for what twenty, twenty-five million. So I would get a Marlin who can um Donya Marlin who can come in and play on the left, on the right, as a forward. So I think he could come in and sort in nicely. But I do think we need a nine and a wide man. But if I was to choose, I would probably go for Marlon first. Um and I would like I would like a ten as well, you know, to be honest. So like that whole ten, like if Elliot is really not staying and he has gone Loan. I would like someone to come in who can play as a ten, so we can change to a 43 Um I think that's quite important for us to be quite um, so for us to be quite versatile and us to be not predictable. Because I feel like us not being predictable is like will be a big weapon for us this year. So in terms of not always lining up with the same front 433 four, three, three, yeah. like not knowing how to predict us when we play against us. Like so, the games against like Man City, where we just went all out attack, put. We went with like a 44, you know what I'm saying? And for the first 30 minutes, they couldn't cope with us. They didn't know what to do. They didn't know how to adjust. And obviously, Pep was a commander, so he adjusted eventually. But us being not predictable and us being versatile would be a key for the season. So if we can get some players you know, you can kind of switch up for us and kind of like play different positions, that would be good. So, like,
1: Any names or profile of like,
0: players? I feel like a noir can come into our team, not for cheap as well, for like 15, 20 million, because Leon ain't got money. And a walk can come in and play as, as a 10. You come in and play from the, from the left. You, can, like, you know what I'm saying? Just someone like that. You can just add something to you. Even the profile of like a Renato, but I'm scared about Renato's injury record. But like just someone in that type of profile where they're unpredictable. So they add something to our team. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that would be nice if we had money, I think.
1: Yeah, no, that's right. I think if money was an option, that'd be a really good one. Uh, that kind of utility player, that key man that can bring, you can come off the bench and start to certain situations too you know when when we were when we were kind of linked to him earlier yeah in, in the summer i took a real good long look at uh, lorenzo pellegrini stats from um, from roma and i thought he'd be a really good option to kind of fulfill that role so can play as an attacking midfielder at and as a 10 um yeah you know, someone like that would be absolutely perfect else going to let you finish this off um obviously midfield and 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 a forward which is quite interesting yeah not striker not winger forward uh, so you know another versatile option there Anything else you would do on on top of that? And you've got any names in mind you would want to see
3: coming in? Um, to be fair, I probably go Sol um, so um He looks like he'll fit in. He's ready to go. Um, he's a top player. Loves top the,
1: loves loves Gerard as well. Loves yeah. Gerard.
3: I saw that. That was a bit mad. That was definitely, definitely he <laughs> definitely done that shit. Um, to be fair, I want two midfielders. I think we will do for yeah, two. Yeah, you're like me. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm there for two midfielders. So I like Sal. And um, <laughs> who would be my second one?
1: Do you think you can get away with a project type of midfielder? So oh, someone who's a little bit on the younger side and you know um, someone we've linked to quite recently um, who we were linked to before you know Kamavinga from Wren, yeah. Um yeah. or kind of like you know a favourite of mine and yours possibly a Gravenberg my Ajax.
3: Yeah. yeah one or something like that already made now and like, I, like we said earlier in the pod, with Hendo potentially leaving after his contract, you can get a Salwin who can take his place now. Then you can get a younger project um, midfielder who can eventually take the place of a uh, Genie Van Alden in the future. Uh, but he can also play games now. A common thing is a shout. Um, Graven Batch. If we had a bit more money, Bellingham. If we had a bit more money, Bellingham. That is one that we should be all over. Yes, I love Bellingham, man. I would love Yeah, to play, man. man. He looks like the real deal, man. Like the if the
1: reports deal. are accurate, again, what's come out is that, you know, they're looking at 2022 to be the real summer to kind of strengthen everything, kind of yeah. really start the refresh.
3: That's going to be a guy, surely. To be the it's crown like... jewel of this, exactly. this next phase. Exactly. He he will be the guy. He, he's looking like England's next top player. He's looking like the next top guy. Um, so he's somebody that we should be looking at and we should be working to to try and get man. Um and I'm with I'm with Pete on the forward. Um I like Daniel Marlin. He, he looks a bit explosive. He can play central, he can play on the right, he can play on the left, he knows where the goal is. He had a really good at season last season. Um yeah he, he's someone that that kind of I like I like the look of I like the look of uh I would like a number nine but I don't think we're gonna get that because I believe we'll probably use Ox as a false nine. Um, I think Liverpool's working. It sounds depressing, but I'm here for it. I want to see how it works. So I'm, I'll am probably do a forward in Marlin.
1: I think if you get a, another attacker in, there's potential to do Salah, as a striker as well, that's,
3: in I've, certain I've been, situations. Well, I've been screaming that for the last year and a half, man. I, yeah. I want to see that. I want to see it. Because I think he'll make such a good box striker. Because anything that drops in that 18-yard line... Physical... Maybe, yeah, very physical. Very physical. He's quick, he's relentless. I as a centre back, I don't really think you want him pinning pinning himself against you Pauls. I don't think you really want that. So um yeah, you got pause there, Chris man. You know how it goes, bro.
1: Yeah, yeah. you got it. we're in pins, and needles. Uh, we're on, pins <laughs> on needles in the copper end, yeah. uh, group.
3: Yeah. So yeah. That's what that's what I think. So two midfielders and one forward for me.
1: No, I think I think that's completely fair and if money, you know, I think these next two summers for Liverpool are going to be so crucial in mm. making sure that we have a decent succession plan in line for the next manager and also that we finish potentially this cycle. But, you know, there might be more to come from the club. Who knows? Let's see how it goes. Um, you know, for keeping this, this sustained success going. And look, I mean, I know people are fed up with using COVID as an excuse. Why is it only Liverpool using COVID as an excuse? XYZ. Well, I think we need to remember that COVID is going to be, is a massive, massive factor in everything that we do. Um, and with certain things, you know, they're coming out of not not even last, they're going come out of last year's budget plans that were done before, before the pandemic. So it's one of the things that we do have to kind of bear in mind uh, with, with this, but I do understand everyone's frustrations and, you know, trust the process. It'll get done. It'll take some time, but it'll get done. It's just the process. Um, and don't have meltdowns at half nine on a Monday morning, by the way. <laughs> so no, wait, wait, so when's
0: when is the transfer deadline? When is when is that? I think it's the end of August. That's a very good
1: question.
0: Okay, so we tr- we trust the process until the end of August and then we reevaluate. That's, all that's,
3: saying. That, that's <laughs> what I'll <laughs> say. That that's fair. Bro, that's all I ask of people. That's what like, that, you know when we go out in a in a group chat or whatever when people yeah. are losing their head on Twitter. I'm like, bro, just let's wait till August. Then when is yeah. August? Bro? All guns blazing. And, well, let's, and, see. Like, let's see what happens. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Let's see what happens because last season we was gonna do that, but then we ended up buying um Jota and Thiago. Then everyone was like, "Oh, okay, we take it back." Obviously, we was like, "We should have got a centre back," but that's neither here or there. But let's let's see let's see what the club's gonna do. If mm-hmm. end of August they don't they don't do what they're supposed to do, then everyone's got every right to be upset and and complain, man. But I get it. I get it. people want stuff done now, but let's just wait. Let's just see what they do, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I I agree
1: with that. I believe the uh, transfer window shuts on the thirty first of August. So it's one of those weird transfer windows again, where it goes into the season uh, where Premier League have done that weird thing where they cease all business whilst everyone else can do business. Like that meme of a SpongeBob, uh, a Squidward was in the house, never lost just running about, and it's in the house like, damn, I should have planned (laughs) better. But yeah, let's 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 keep an eye on the moment. But you know, we can vlog one need to, if we need to vlog at the end of it, which is fair. Um but that has been your episode of Cop and Frogcast for uh July twenty first, two thousand twenty one. Um I've been your host Chris, I've been joined by Peter, Ellis, and Anik. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, again, if you do want more Cop End content, please head over to the Patreon page. Uh, that is www.patreon.com forward slash Cop Fracas. And you can subscribe from as little as £3 per month. Um, enjoy the weather. Stay safe. Uh, wear your mask where you need to wear your mask. Make sure you're getting your, your vaccines. Uh, protect others. And yeah, have fun. Stay safe. And we'll see you next week.